Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Enenco podcast. I'm Jordan Rassas, the head of new business here at Enenco, and today's podcast is going to be a good one. This time around, my co-host is our associate director of procurement, Stuart Lee. Hi, Stu, you've not done one of these for a, a little while, so welcome back. Hi, Jordan. Hi, everyone. No, uh, I've been absent for a little bit, but there's been a lot going on in the energy market, so we'll have a lot to talk about today. Brilliant. And that's what we'll try and do over the next sort of 15 to 20 minutes. So conscious that a lot of listeners will have a, a picture as to who Enenco are, as an organisation worth sort of unpacking and reminding those that Enenco is the oldest energy consultancy in the country. Uh, we were established in 1968 and that means we've got a really unique insight into the energy markets. We were active throughout the Middle Eastern wars of the 70s, the minor strikes of the 80s and much of our team were in place throughout the financial collapse of 2008. So the experience of our experts is second to none, but it's an experience that you can't accurately predict the unpredictable. Um, but it has given us an understanding of market cycles. I think the main messaging of, of today's podcast is put simply, we believe that as we've entered 2023, the energy market has begun to head towards a new low point in the market cycle. So. Stu, do you want to explain a bit more about what we've seen as a, a typical market cycle and, and why it's really important for businesses to understand it? Yeah, when I talk to clients, I always say that the most important thing they need to understand is the market cycle. It's quite a simple concept, but actually, if you get the market cycle right, it's the best possible decision that you'll make when it comes to buying energy. So... Electricity, gas markets, like all commodity markets, they do work in cycles. Typically, we see a market cycle that lasts about five years. So from the bottom, the lowest price to the top and back to the bottom. What's really important is to understand where we are in the market cycle. So, for example, if we're at the bottom of the market cycle, then prices are good and therefore it's a good time to buy. But if you're at the top of the market cycle, then prices are high. It's not a, a good time to buy. So if you understand that market cycle, it, it starts to drive your procurement decisions. It helps you understand how long you should be contracting for. And it also helps you understand what type of buying strategy you should apply uh, to the electricity and gas purchasing. Okay, thanks for that, Stu. And I think one thing that we've always said is is that things are unpredictable. I think what what might be worth unpacking is what happened at the tail end of, of winter 22. We've never seen a year like uh, 2022. Like you said in the intro, Jordan, you know, we, we got through the financial crash in 2008, but 2022 was significantly more challenging uh, than 2008. We all know what the problems are in the market. It's been well publicised, Russia, Ukraine, uh, tensions. If we look at prices, they were rising for much of 2022, and that's because we were nervous about Russia cutting off the flows of gas to UK and Europe. We were nervous about how we would meet demand for gas in the winter, and also the price we'd have to pay to get the, enough gas into the system. And prices spiked in August when we started to become really concerned that Russia would cut off the gas pipe in, into Europe. Actually, they did. 
And it was the best thing that happened to the market because no market likes uncertainty. It doesn't like risk. So knowing that we didn't, we weren't going to get gas from Russia actually calmed the market down because it can then deal in facts. And that led to prices uh, falling from the highs of uh, the summer. As we moved into winter, so in the energy industry, winter starts in October, prices softened. Um, they normally do in October because we've got winter generation online, but we, we're not yet in the colder temperatures. But we had a very, very mild winter. Um, and that had the impact of reducing demand from where we thought it would be. It was coupled with the COVID lockdown in China, and that had two effects. First, it meant that China weren't buying as much LNG as they would normally. That allowed more LNG to come to Europe than we had expected. But because the supply demand had eased for LNG, the price that we we're having to pay to land the LNG was much lower. That, of course, reduced the gas price. And as gas is the main generating source for electricity, it also brings the electricity price down as well. So as one uh, leading commentator put it recently, the UK and Europe got very lucky in 2022 because the, the prices that we've seen during the winter and we've seen in uh, the first part of uh, 23 are much lower than anybody ever anticipated they could be. Brilliant. Okay. So I guess as we've entered 2023, um, we're clear we actually think that we're, we're nearing the bottom of this cycle now. So do you want to talk a bit more about what leads us to think that? And I think also might be worth mentioning for a lot of the energy users that didn't have to buy energy last year, what, what sort of rates did they hit in the peak? So I think nobody would argue against the fact that the peak of the market is likely to have been in uh, August 22. The prices at the time were about £800 per megawatt hour for electricity at, at the height. That compared to, say, a normal commodity price of, say, £50 per megawatt hour. So that, that was the scale of the increase. I think, fortunately, for those organisations that had to buy energy in, in this period, they didn't pay the £800 because of the government intervention. So on electricity, uh, they were... Uh, supported down to a level of 211. But it does just show uh, the scale of the increase in uh, 22. If we look at uh, 23, uh, so we're starting, we've accepted the peak was in the summer of 22. And we're starting to try and think about where the market uh, may be in 23. So prices have been comparatively flat in uh Q1 23 compared to where they were in 22. Um, they have remained quite volatile, uh, but there's been a price support. And the price support has been there because we're still in winter. We still got risk of cold weather. We could still see the demand for gas go up and therefore price go up. And we're still concerned about storage levels because we're still in the winter. So for those reasons, that, that's why we've seen that price support. We saw a price bump last week with the cold temperatures. 
uh, and we may well see another price bump later in March with more cold temperatures forecast. However, when we start to move out of the winter months and into the summer months, demand falls, temperatures, the main demand for gas in the summer or variable demand for gas in the summer is injection gas into storage. But because we've had such a mild winter, then actually our storage levels in the UK and Europe are very high. And therefore, there won't be the normal amount of demand for gas in the summer. So that, that helps put a cap on prices in the summer. It's also feeding into the winter because the as storage is already very full, we're not worried about filling the storage for the winter. So that's what's bringing the prices down. So it wouldn't surprise us if we saw a dip in prices as we uh, kind of move through spring and early summer. I think as we start to look a little bit further out, though, the if you look at price charts, every September prices spike. So, and the reason for that is there's a lot of buying pressure in September because a lot of supply contracts are due for renewal on the 1st of October. So that creates the buying pressure. We think the buying pressure will be greater this year. Uh, we think some clients or some organizations will choose to try and buy quite late. I think the risk of doing that is you might walk into the price spike. Uh, so you, you're seeing good value prices now. You, you hold on for a little bit more, uh, but then the prices increase on you and, and that, that could cause a problem. We've seen suppliers are challenged in terms of quoting business at the moment. And those challenges remain, although they have improved since 2022. Uh, and that might mean that the price spike uh, comes earlier in the year and then so August starts to be uh, a difficult period as well. So it, it, if we're thinking about when we expect to see prices bottom out in uh, 23, then we would expect um, that that kind of window of opportunity um, where there's least risk attached to it is probably April through to um, early August. I think the, the, the counter question to that, it, which is what a lot of people are thinking, is are prices going to return to the uh, to the old normal levels, so to speak? And I think we're, we're quite clear now in saying that they won't anytime soon, aren't we, Stuart? No, I, I, absolutely they won't. Um, I, I've, in the job I'm in, I've had to deliver a lot of bad news uh, in, in the last uh, 12 months because of everything happening in the industry. But I think, I think we need to be... Uh, really clear and, and help people understand that prices aren't going to return to those levels, but also why they're not going to return to those levels as well. So we can already see um, the forward prices uh, for five years out. Mm -hmm. we, we've got uh, reputable uh, industry forecasts that show where prices can go. Um, actually, at the moment, current prices are lower than the forecast. So it is showing that prices are offering good value at the moment. The problem is, is that we don't like the prices. So whilst we don't like the price, it's still good value for this new market. So if we think about why prices have increased, it was first of all LNG pressure, then it was Russia invasion of Ukraine. The LNG pressure isn't going anywhere. In fact, we're even more reliant on LNG now uh, because of Russia and Ukraine. 
And whilst we all hope the Russia-Ukraine situation uh, resolves itself quickly, there's no sign that we'll suddenly go back to taking the cheap Russian gas. So that, that problem, I think, stays, and that, that's priced into the market. So we're not um, expecting to see prices below £100 per megawatt hour anytime soon. Actually, you know, it, it's six, seven years out before people are forecasting prices will drop to, say, £70 per megawatt hour. So it'll take a long time for these prices to uh, fall out of the market. But even then, they're not expected to go uh, to previous levels. So we truly are in a new world when it comes to energy pricing. And I think for me, that's what's making it difficult for people to establish where the dip of this current market cycle is. So as we said before, it's easy to say where the spike is. It's quite clear. Um, but we think there is a good probability that we are looking at 23 as the bottom of this market cycle. Uh, and therefore, it does offer good value. And if the best strategy that people can take is to buy and contract at the bottom of a market cycle, then that window of opportunity we talked about earlier, um, April to uh, convert August, then we should be taking advantage of that um, and starting to contract and starting to be in a position uh, to take advantage of the market. Excellent. And conscious that there's a lot of information we've we've started to unpack over the short space of time that we've been speaking. So if I'm a, an energy user now that's listening to this, what would be the, and again, we've explained the, the price spike, we've explained the recent market movements and, and where we might be now, but what would be the sort of two or three key takeaways for me to take back into the business as to why it is that we're at the, the bottom of this cycle right now? Yeah, so I think for me, the first thing we need to do is to explain the new world. So it, it, it's you won't persuade an organisation that we're at the bottom of the market cycle if you don't accept uh, new world pricing. So helping organisations understand what's driven the price and the fact that the current market prices are here to stay is really important. Um, I think if we look at price charts, then we can clearly see the spike. But helping them understand why we think that uh, we're at the bottom of the market cycle. So that, that's looking at the long-term price forecast. That's looking at the uh, current uh, forward prices. And it's also explaining what we've gone through today in terms of the fundamentals uh, of the market. For us, there is, I think, much greater risk that prices will increase as we move out of summer 23 than potential uh, for prices to fall. Okay. I think that is pretty similar to the to the messaging that, that, that we're telling customers in new business as well. You know, in summary, we we may not like the current price levels, but it is looking increasingly likely that they are approaching the low point of the, the next cycle, as Stuart said. And if we are approaching that low point, then, then now is the time to contract accordingly and to contract forward for, for as many years as possible. I, I, absolutely. I, I think the, the other thing we need to consider in this is that we need to go to get, to get a supply contract from a supplier. We know that that process is far more complicated than it has been in the past. And that's because the, the risks and the cost to the suppliers are so much bigger. So w there's a lot of credit uh, assessments that need to be made. And that process can take 
um, a good number of weeks. So that's a bit of a, a key thing to look out for then, so that you'd say the actual facility to get into a supplier contract has become more complex now than historic years. Yeah, it, it, it will take longer. And therefore, if the window of opportunity in the market is April through to early August, then if you're leaving this until early August, then you're not going to hit the window of opportunity. Excellent. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I think the, the key takeaway there is being in that supply contract will allow you both to, to protect a, a current favourable price, but also then to actually deploy a, a physical strategy that will allow you to gain from any future favourable uh, market movements during the term of the contract. I think key thing for me, though, is there isn't really a, a one size fits all. It's really important that your strategy is tailored to your organization's individual drivers, individual appetite to risk. And of course, our team uh, are on hand to help you make the right choice, aren't we, Stu? Yeah, and you, you, you're right. It's uh, one, one strategy doesn't fit all. Uh, and one of the first pieces of work that we would do with uh, a, a new client is a, a risk management scoping session where we do sit down, we do try and understand the Price drivers that affect uh, our organise our clients' businesses, uh, what what they need to deliver, and that, that's when we can match the right strategy for them. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you found the the podcast really useful, and we look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Goodbye for now. Thanks, everyone.